Coming up on the Coach Mac podcast, the freshmen have arrived as preparations continue for the upcoming season and fall camp, which gets underway next week. CMU's schedule may look a little different as certain conferences have decided to only play against their other members this fall. And one current Central Michigan player has been named to three different award watch lists for the upcoming season. The Detroit Tigers season is officially underway, and our guest this episode is former CMU coach and director of football operations, Laz Presnell. Thanks for subscribing and or listening to the Coach Mac podcast. We appreciate your support. Hope you enjoy this week's episode. Episode 14 of the Coach Mac podcast. We roll on. What's going on, Coach Mac? Well, I, it, this has been an awesome week, you know, getting our freshmen in and and seeing those new faces and, uh, you know, the, 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 the brightness in their eyes, you know, it's, it's been really good. And we've been able to really take time to, um, you know, get these guys indoctrinated into it. Um, it's, it's been really good. So, uh, just really looking forward to when, when we're able to start as a right now, able to start, you know, with everybody in our practices, uh, starting August 7th. So what are you guys doing right now? Obviously, the freshmen are on campus. Have you you, you kind of talked about this a few podcasts ago about there being some walkthroughs and such? Is that what you guys are right. getting ready to do? Well, and and so you know the first thing is 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 you know getting them through all the physicals, all the things that they needed to do. Obviously, um, you know the tests for the the COVID and and all the different things that go along with that. And in the meantime, we were able to really get them with, you know, our academic staff. This is how college is going to work. Um, you know, get them with our coaches, just working them in the routine, letting them understand, you know, uh, uh, this is how we go about our business on a daily basis. And what's been really good is to see those guys kind of come together as a, as a freshman class. And, and our biggest piece was, was them getting to know us them getting to know each other and giving us an opportunity when the when the other the rest of the team is still working out we've got three of those groups going um you know they're they're doing their conditioning uh they continue to do the virtual uh installs which the freshmen are part of that as well but uh more than anything it's an opportunity for us to really dive into these guys and and get them going the right direction got to be a little bit more challenging trying to build those early relationships just because of uh, all the virtual stuff that you've been doing right it, it is and yet uh, you know we've been able to actually because it's a small group you know we, we've been able to meet in our team meeting room where we have everybody spaced out and at least we get a chance to get some uh, eye-to-eye contact you don't get face-to-face because you got your uh your masks on right right so uh but at least eye to eye contact and and it's just it's it's exciting it's exciting for the players uh obviously when the parents came and dropped them off you know that's a sad time for for mothers fathers guardians you know that that are sending their kids away but uh you know for us we were able to get them a little bit together and talk to them about how we're going to take care of their kids while they're here and and it's been really, it's been a lot of fun, and it's been fun as a coach because it uh, really knows, you, you know, now we're getting close to it. Yeah, coming up real quick here for the fall, and 
I know training camp is ready to get going August 7th. How big is the freshman class that's coming in for you this season? Well, right now we've got uh, basically 28 guys here. We'll have another couple join us, you know, when school starts. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a class that I know we were excited about more than anything is because it was the first full year kind of we had in a recruiting cycle, um, you know, for, for this class and, and even getting better for next year's class. You know, the, the fact we're, we're building those relationships and had a chance to really kind of get to know these guys a little bit during the recruiting process. That's so many guys, too. For the amount of players that you bring back for this year's squad, the fact that you're adding 28 new guys just shows you how much turnover there is from year to year. Yeah, there is. And, and each year, you, you you know, next year will be a smaller number, um, you know, just because of the number of spots we have because we're still a fairly young football team. But this is going to be a real core group uh, moving forward. And, and we're starting to get that roster balance right. Uh, where, where, and, I, and I say right, where, where we like to see it. Um, so we're not overloaded in, in one room and not so much in another. So really, I would say in another year, uh, we'll get it pretty well balanced. And then go to that, you know, that model where you're only filling in one or maybe two at the most at each position. Right. gets easier and easier the, the longer that you're there as you fill in those gaps and you kind of get yourself uh, acquainted with the program that you're at. I mean, Coach, here we are. Training camp is getting going next Friday. So we're basically a week out from you guys hitting the field. That's pretty darn exciting. No, it is. And, and just, you know, being able to watch our guys kind of run around and, and in their lift groups and the excitement, you can start to feel it. And yet, uh, in doing this, it's obviously still different, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, we're, we're still in small groups. Um, you know, we, we've got protocol in, in place as far as how they check into the locker room. Um, our, our, my hat's off to our, our facility staff who's just doing a fantastic job of, of spraying down and, and really doing a, a great job of cleaning uh, between groups uh, just so we're keeping them safe. Now, will the practices be out on the, the grass field, the old yeah. soccer field again? Is that the plan? Well, you know, we use, uh, you know, the, the, the track field, that old soccer stadium. Yep. And, and then, uh, obviously, since we've come in, uh, we, we've really put a lot of use on that old Marriott field. And, uh, you know, right now we've got some things going on out there to help the drainage. Uh, we used it a ton last year. And, you know, in, in talking with our medical staff, when we do our, our review of our injuries, I think a couple things that really showed up and, and we were able to practice on grass a whole bunch more than, than, uh, we, you know, they had in the past. And, uh, that's a huge thing. I tell you what guy and, and the, the people in our grounds crew, wow. Um, have they taken ownership and, it really, really made these two grass fields something where it's really helped us, um, you know, from an injury standpoint, uh, saving the guy's legs, um, doing some things that way, and ultimately saving that stadium for really special moments, you know. And that special moment are, are those game days uh, where we go in and, and make that our own. 
Absolutely, and that was the case last year. Your team undefeated at Kelly Short Stadium, which is going to have a new look and feel to it this upcoming year. Coach, we haven't really talked about the schedules, and certainly this came out a few weeks ago. The Big Ten had said they've decided to go conference only, and obviously you've got Nebraska and Northwestern in week two and week three coming up this season. So as you get prepared for this hopeful season, What's it like trying to get ready for it and not knowing who your opponents might be? I mean, are you guys looking into potentially adding new teams to the non-conference before you get into the max slate? Well, and, and you know, the, the precedent has been set, you know, uh, Ball State picking up Iowa State. You know, I think that sends a message as to how serious uh, both of those leagues are, yeah. us and yeah. them as far as playing uh, games this upcoming season. And, and uh, I know our, our administration is, has looked into, you know, the independents, uh, what they're going to do. There's a lot of things going on behind the doors right now. And, uh, you know, the big piece is everybody's trying to make sure that when and we get that decision that we're ready to go. And, and I know there's a lot of different uh scheduling models that have been put out there by every conference and uh you know us included uh michael is still working you know his magic behind the scenes uh getting this ready and and he's he's done an outstanding job of of staying in touch with me every day as far as where we're at what we're headed to um all the different scenarios which really help you as a head coach uh plan your scheduling yeah, I imagine it's got to be tough for him and the administration because it, it kind of seems like it's it's wait and react to see what the, the Power Five conferences are going to do and the rules that they set in place for this upcoming season. I know there's been a few conferences, I believe Big Ten and Pac-12, um, and still waiting for rulings on the other to try and make their decisions. So then uh, conferences like the MAC and others can kind of figure out who's available to try and schedule before they get into the conference slate. Well, I think um, what what you're getting at is really, you know, something that's kind of one of the things we talked to our team about is no matter what there is, no matter what, what it looks like, you know, there's times you got to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And, uh, you know, right now I think there's great lessons in that as, as we're moving forward into some of the unknown. But the big thing is, is still for us to be successful, we got to win the now. And what I see out of these guys every day is, you know, a focus when they're here about investing in themselves so the rest of the people around them have a chance to be successful. Yeah, and that's that's great to hear. It's obviously most important. You got to take care of yourself and prepare yourself for for what lies ahead. And we'll see what that is that lies ahead as we get closer to the fall season. Coach, what lied ahead and is now behind us, Major League Baseball is officially underway. Did you have a good weekend watching some Tigers baseball? Now, let me just talk about root, root, root for the home team, all right? <laughs> and being able to watch those Tigers, I mean, as of this podcast, they're three and two. Uh, they're hitting the ball. Um I think it took them a while to get their first home run as a team last year. And uh, they're already on a great pace. And, uh, you know, they're one game back, which, you know, we talked about earlier, this 60-game sprint that is Major League Baseball right now, you know, it, it's, it's open, right? It's yeah. open. And, 
you know, that's a good young Tiger team that added a couple guys. And, and uh, you know, I'm a Tiger homer, man. I'll, I'll sit there and watch them on, uh, on TV whenever they're on. And, and whenever I can't get that chance, I'll do everything I can to catch them on the radio. Absolutely. I know you like listening on the radio, and we got to give a, a little shout-out to Matt Shepard, the, the TV voice of the Tigers. Of course, he's a Central Michigan alum. Coach, this team, they just uh, they don't like they don't like playing from in front. I believe all three of their wins have been comeback victories. So how about the resiliency of this young Tiger team so far? That's been fun to watch. No, that's been fun to watch. And you know what I'd like to is, is you know, the, the, the pitchers that, that maybe give something up. I, I, I'd be interested on this statistic, but they've literally come back and, and either got a ground out, a pop-up, or a strikeout at the very next batter. Yeah, which which tells me the mindset is, you know what, that plays over. Let's go win this next play. And uh, so I think from a mindset standpoint, uh, seeing that from your pitching staff is great. And uh, obviously some guys, uh, you know, hitting the damn baseball. Yeah, I think I've been real fun to watch. C.J. Crone, who's one of the free agent signings. They got Jonathan Scope, who's at second base. He had a big home run in their four three comeback win against Kansas City. So. I mean, and, you know, you talk about with the pitching and, and resiliency and maybe giving up some runs and then coming right back. That first series against Cincinnati, they take two or three. They struck out in that series 46 times but still found a way to take two or three. So timely hitting, making plays when you need them, and, uh, you know, it's always good even though there's no fans there. But to go out and win a road series and, you know, have a chance to win one against Kansas City now, uh, it's been fun to watch them. No, it has, and, and uh, you know, I'd be remiss not to ask you about, uh, you know, your your yearly debut here with the Lemonade <laughs> League, you know. How, how did that – I did, for whatever reason, I couldn't find it on my AM radio dial, so uh, – but tell me how that was. Well, Coach, we are in 2020, so you can't listen on the radio. It's streamed now. You know it's all about streaming, so uh... – I, I knew you were going to get me, but it's <laughs> Well, you know, maybe you'll have to uh, just just turn it on and uh, not watch your your phone or your computer screen so you can get that radio vibe. But yeah, no, thanks for asking it. It went really well. First game, the Lugnuts beat the Locos, the two teams that are in the league. It was a 10 to four game. And, you know, coach, it was just great to be calling baseball again, to be out at a, at a ballpark in Cooley Law School Stadium in Lansing is absolutely gorgeous right there downtown by the Capitol. And just to hear the sounds and, and to talk about baseball and kind of forget about everything else that's, you know, gone on in this challenging year. It was really, really fun and looking forward to doing some more games this weekend. You know, I, I you talk about that stadium when, when I was uh, living in East Lansing and, and going and watching the Nuts play and uh, the, the, the cheer of uh, the crowd that would say, let's go nuts. I absolutely love that. And uh, I was always a homer for the lug nuts. That's right. Homer for the Tigers, Homer for the Lugnuts, a, a true Michigander uh, here hidden in your roots. I got a, I got a little trivia question, Coach. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh -oh. See if you remember when you were in Michigan, when you were at Michigan State, the park now is called Cooley Law School Stadium. Do you remember what it used to be called when you were at Michigan State? Oof. 
You know, I do know the Nut House was awful close, but um, Michigan, not... Michigan, known for their cars. So, oh, uh, uh, was it REO? Was it what was it? I I can't remember. Go Old, ahead. Oldsmobile me. Park was what it used Old, to be called. Oldsmobile Park. I, you took me back to REO Speedwagon <laughs> right there. That's <laughs> that should tell the people what I listened to. Um, you know, over the time, but uh, now that that I'm telling you what a what a great, what a great place, and and like I said, you know, there's just nothing like a ballpark in the summer. Absolutely. Well, it uh, it's a it's a great spot to watch some baseball, and uh, looking forward to continuing it, Coach. Before we bring in our guests this week, I wanted to go back to your team, and <laughs> we've been talking about the watch lists and some of your guys that are getting recognized for potentially having a big upcoming season. Now, this guy we're about to bring up has not been on one, not two, but three different watch lists, the Maxwell, the Paul Hornung, and the Bolitnikoff, and that would be uh, your stellar wideout, Khalil Pimpleton, after a great season last year. He's getting a lot of interest for this upcoming year about potentially having another big season. Oh, and and – I tell you what, you talk about well-deserved as all our guys, you know, that are on those watch lists, but, you know, put your name on three of those. What, what I think it really does is people recognize the versatility and not just, you know, being kind of a, a, a one-way specialist or anything like that, but him being on those is, is he's, I tell you, this guy affects a room just with his smile uh, in such a positive way. And he's meant so much to our team and, and even getting us through this time, he's been a real leader. And, uh, you know, obviously he's a guy that's on your weekly get it to list and, and he's got to touch it X amount of times for us to be successful. And we'll continue that moving forward. Now, people are going to know who he is. Um, they'll start to try to take him away, but that's our responsibility to put him in a lot of different spots. So he touches the ball and is able to make plays for us. Khalil Pimpleton, first-team All-Mac as both a wide receiver and a punt returner, just talking about what Coach mentioned. He's so versatile. Coach, I wanted to ask you one more about him because he was the guy, it seemed like, when you guys needed a third and five or less than that, you had him out there, and he was so reliable in making those catches and finding the sticks. What makes him such a reliable receiver, at least from what you watched last year? Well, I think number one, you know, he's so competitive and, and the game is very important to him. And uh, he's a student of the game. He understands situational football. I think sometimes that gets lost. You got good players, but they never know what the situation is. You know, they're just running plays. And, you know, in his case, he's aware of the down and distance. He's aware of what we need. And, you know, I think that comes, you know, back a little bit. He was a heck of a high school quarterback. And uh, so he, he's well aware of all those things. And, and as you might have remembered, you know, he even threw a couple passes for us. So uh, he's a guy that, that is somebody that, that we rely on, will continue to rely on. And, and boy, am I glad he's a Chippewa. Yeah, Coach, all I remember is I never saw Khalil's front. I always just saw 88 on the back because he was always flying down the field toward the end zone. He is uh, He's a quick one. Well, he's, and, and the thing is, there's, there's guys that are quick, but there's also guys, you know, that can get to top end speed and hold that speed, you know. Um, he's able to do that, and he, he was really a threat, especially in the play-action game. 
Yeah, Khalil Pimpleton getting ready to start his junior season with Central Michigan. Again, on the Maxwell Award watch list, Paul Hornung and the Bolitnikoff, top receiver, most versatile high-level performer, and most outstanding player in college football are all those three awards. And we're certainly looking forward to watching number 88 compete for the Maroon and Gold again this season. Coach, speaking of the Maroon and Gold, we're going to go back into the history books for our next guest. And we had his son on yeah. a few weeks ago, Ben Presnell. It'll be his father, Plaz Presnell, that's going to join us. I'm I'm really excited about this one because I know the listeners, you know, love to reminisce about, you know, Chippewa football, kind of where it starts, where it comes from. And you're talking about a guy that's you know, was with the program 36 years. Uh, he's a guy that comes to practice. He, he, he means so much to, you know, the history and the present. Um, and, and, uh, I'm, I'm excited to visit with him and, you know, I'll let you go ahead and ask, you know, about these, some of the games he was okay. <laughs> Cause I know you get all excited about that, but, um, at the same time, this will be a lot of fun for the listeners and, and what a great guy. And, and you know what? He's, he's given us uh, a legacy and his son, Ben, um, as our operations guy. So th this one, I've really been looking forward to this because uh, Plaz Presnell, who, you know, I know the listeners really enjoyed talking, you know, some history of our, of our program, what it's all about. And, uh, I, you know, I've got to say, this guy did so much for our staff uh, when we all first got here as far as uh, – helping out the guys and, and being part of it. In fact, you know, I remember walking over to one of our guys' house. I look up and he's painting one of the walls. I, I couldn't believe it. But uh, anyway, Plaz, uh, thanks so much for being on. Tell us how you're doing today. I'm, I'm doing great. I mean, we just got back from, uh, you know, a couple of weeks up in Charlevoix. That's our destination, you know, every, every year. I took my first job up there and we've been going up there. This is the you know, but, but besides the five years we lived there, um, this is, was our 46th year going up there. So wow. we had a really good time. Well, good. And, and uh, you know, I think, you know, for, for just the listeners, you know, um, you, you've been obviously associated in some way with this program for somewhere around like 36 years, uh, you know, in the football uh, program. And, and I, you first came here as a GA, am I correct? For I did. Tell us yeah, actually, Tell I, us I, I did, well, I did come here as a GA, and actually I was hired um, by Roy Kramer, okay. and that was in 1978. And then I got here, and there was a team barbecue when every, all the kids uh, were coming in for, um, you know, a summer um get together and it was a barbecue and that was the day that uh coach kramer took the job at vanderbilt and i looked at my wife soon and i go uh oh <laughs> <laughs> and and uh but it went it went well herb you know uh obviously got the job and he said now don't worry about it we're going to keep you on and yeah that's how it started i was there and i came in in 78 it was a ga it was a great experience for me I mean, you know, as you know, a lot of coaches, you know, take that route. And then I went back to Charlevoix, and then the next year after that, after the sixth grade science kids knocked me out of the box, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I came back as a as a GA again. And then uh, after that year, I got I got hired as uh, the outside linebacker coach. So, well, I I, I got to tell you, so 
when you came, tell us a little bit too about all the different positions and, and things that you actually coached yeah, I, part of during your time here at Central Michigan. Well, I, I basically coached about every, every position but the quarterback. You know, uh-huh. everybody, everybody tries to coach him, you know. But anyway, <laughs> I, you know, I started out as an outside backer coach. I've coached the inside backers. I've coached the defensive ends. The, outs- the outside backers, it was in a great job, uh, a great job for me because we had we were a three down team at that time so i had two guys right and uh and, and that was a i had some really great players also um i coached the tight ends um and a little bit with the with the tackles also you know as, a, as they worked their combinations and so forth and i got to do some some uh, offensive line work also i coached the running backs um i've always been involved in some type of special teams uh, the kickers and punters and so forth. Uh, I, I did help with the wide receivers um, during a couple of springs when I was a GA, and that was he- very helpful. So, but you know, um, it was it's been it's been a great run. I've been very lucky. So you know, as you as you kind of did that, was there a position? You know, I mean, coaches are coaches. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I've always said that. You know, if you're a good coach, that means you're a good teacher and, you know, you can you can adapt to any position. Was there was there a position uh, that, that you had that that was like, hmm, I got to figure this one out a little bit? You know, is there is was there one of those at all? Um, You know, I, I think, you know, from the defensive standpoint, when you're uh, which I consider myself a defensive coach. Sure. Uh, even though I've done some offensive work, um, I, I really can't say that there was, well, you know what? I would have to say that, um, you know, coaching the running backs, when I, yeah. when I coached, when I coached the running backs, you know, I, I started to realize, Hey, there's a little, little more of this to this than just giving the ball to the guy, you know, <laughs> That's right. I gotta, and, I, and I told young guys, this the whole time I coached, if I was ever on offense was, now look, you know, the routes, everybody can do the routes, but you got to protect the quarterback. And, right. and, uh, and, you know, when you, when you have running backs, they're involved uh, in the passing game, You're not just catching the ball, but they got to protect. So, um, you know, learning, learning little nuances for the, the running backs of how to, you know, disengage a coverage and so forth and, and being in the right spot and, and getting good ball fakes and that, all that kind of stuff. That was, that was probably one of my biggest challenges, but it was a good situation for me. And then being a tight end, being a tight end coach, you have to know everything. Now you got to know where, you know, people are going to be running the football and how you, how you work with the, uh, you know, work, work with the, the offensive line. And then you're in, in the passing game. So that gave me a really good perspective on offense. So, you know, I got to think though, even uh, really with your experience, knowing defensive football, the carryover now, okay, what are some of your tips? What are some of your, pre-snap looks, you know, some of those oh, yeah. things that had exactly. to really help you. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, if you know defense, you can, you know, just get the nuances of the offensive positions and it'll make a heck of a lot more sense to you. Right. So, you know, and, something we always tell, told our running backs and keep telling them is, you know, 
linebackers lie, but safeties tell you the truth because those guys have to exactly. cover up from exactly. the pressure is coming. And, and, you know, sometimes those guys get so locked into the second level that they, they got to understand really what the third level is. So um, exactly. was it hard, was it hard kind of giving them those kind of tips? Being from an offensive standpoint? Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't really vogue in, in part of the time I was coaching offense where they were dropping safeties down into the box to get plus one and all that kind of stuff. We Although we had some great safeties, I kind of went through a list of these guys would have been great drop down safeties and, and so forth. But yeah, I mean that those, uh, those things and, and uh, how to read those back end guys, you know um, you know, I know a lot of protections, even in guys I know in the NFL, I mean, they look back there to see if there's two guys back there and then do the math. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's exactly. And, yeah. and uh, know if you've got free access out there, they can tell you all kinds of stuff. No, isn't that the truth? I, I I think sometimes people don't realize all the things that actually go into it on both sides of the ball. It really becomes a chess match. It sure does. I mean, it sure does. I mean, in a lot of the, you know, when, when I worked with Herb and we were, you know, an I team, um, we ran power and we ran option, you know, the old option, we, that, that was all part of it. Um, and it, it's uh it, it really is a, a great game, and, and you you better stay up on it. Um, yeah. I, I do some studying now and then. I you know um, I love I love to watch film, and um, that's how it goes. I mean, it's it's a great profession. Well, when it's in your blood, it's 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 uh, awful hard to do anything else, you know. And I I love the fact you get out and even watch us practice at times. Uh, you know, is it there anything you can kind of tell the listeners about really what you've seen, uh, you know, watching us and, and seeing us practice. Anything well, that stands out to you? Well, I'll tell you the number one thing that stands out to me is the staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are guys like you, a guy like coach Aki. Yeah. There's a guy you want to feel good about yourself. Just go talk <laughs> to him. You know what I mean? And, and if you want to feel bad about yourself, come into my office. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but he's he's a guy. He, he's a guy. Um, it, it kind of exemplifies the old guy. I mean, there there are a group of guys that you'd love to have, sit down and have a beer and just talk, you know. And, and uh, you know, a guy like that. I mean, he he listens. And I used to tell kids all the time, you know, it's one thing that can change your life. Is pay attention. You talk to somebody, you look them in the eye, okay. Listen to what they say. Don't look over their shoulder. All right. Anything like, but just listen and you will change your life. You'll get more friends uh, and become a better person. So I think that's a big thing is, is, is the guys. And you can just go out and the one thing that's really hard for me right now, because I don't know the players. Uh-huh. I don't know them. I, you know, I said, no, I've known hundreds, you know, the players that have been through here, but that's the thing that really bothers me that I don't, don't know the players well enough. But I mean, the way these guys are coached and the way they play, um, it, it, it tells a lot. I mean, what happened in a, in a just one year time, how the team turned around and got together and, and kind of rebooted a brotherhood for themselves. So sure. um, I think they're fostering all that stuff. And I think we've got, I think we've got a great staff. I, I just, and, and my, me and my best buddy, Herb, it's the same way. I mean, we see it, we see it. And you've done a great job coach. 
I mean, no, I, no, I, no, I no, talk no. to Ben. I told you the first thing I, I say when I talk to Ben, and Ben won't tell me anything. I strangle him to get any <laughs> I ask him, I ask him, what's up? How's Coach Mac doing? That's what my first question. So, well, great job. It, no, this, we're having a blast. And, and you know, as, as a head coach, you're only as good as the people around you. And, man, our, our administration, our, our president, and Dr. Davies, allowed us to bring some really quality people in. And, and uh, you know what, it's fun, a fun group to be around, as you're well aware. So, yeah, the, uh, you know, I got it, 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 36 years, and there's got to be so much that passes through and, and things you think about over that time. And, you know, I've got to go ahead and steal this, you know, from Adam right now because he just gets so excited about <laughs> some of the past great games. But tell me a couple of the games, you know, over those years that really stood out to you. Well, you know, I, I could go do a litany of, of the games with Western Michigan. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, uh, and, and still to this day, we won more than 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 we lost. I can tell you that. And I think it's a, one of the greatest rivalries that nobody knows anything about. And, you know, and then, of course, you got, you know, Michigan State the first time we played them uh, in, in uh, we. Um, oh, they're, I'm getting a visitor. Mar- Marilyn Durham is dropping something off. Um, <laughs> you tell her you're working right now. Marilyn. I'm, He's working. It's cool. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> hey, tell her to say hello. Tell her to say hello. Say, come on over and say hello. Hello. Hi, Marilyn. How are you? Good. She's leaving. Hi, Marilyn. Uh, dropping books off. But where was I? You know, you think of we, we had those three victories against Michigan State, and those all stick out. You know, I'll tell you what, you beat Iowa at Iowa. That's, sure. You know what I mean? That's big. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's unbelievable. And, and that yeah. was a, that was a great, great ball game. And, and uh, we beat Purdue there. Um, those are things that stand out. And so there's some other ones where, you know, you think about like, you know, um, or that we had some people on the ropes that, you know, you can't, you still lose, but where we had, had a chance. Sure. So, you know, you were you were part two of, of kind of seeing the seeing the rise up to the Mac and and that kind of thing. What what is it that stands out to you, kind of as you see our conference? What have been some of the changes, you know, since since we first got into it? Well, you know, the the one thing that that's evident is that there can be a shift in power, you know, within a year or two. I mean, we've had a couple, we've had a couple, uh, you know, Northern, you know, dominated for a little bit. We did pretty well during, during when they were really running. And then Toledo has um, done a good job. And we've, we've had our share of runs and championships. Um, I, I still believe that we have more, um, you know, all conference players than any other team since we've been in, since we've been in the league. But, you know, we have, we have ebbs in, 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 uh, waves where where things shift you know um and and uh that's that's been evident over the years you can you can turn yourself around in this league uh pretty easily if if you do the right thing so it's sure. a great league though i mean i mean i i just kind of jotted down some of the guys that 
that I've coached with here that are on in the NFL. I mean, if, yeah. if that, if that is, that. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, um, you know, they, they just, whether or not the NFL is, is a, a key to saying that you, your program is good, but I mean, we had, uh, we have a bunch in the NFL right now. Uh, of course, Matt, Matt LaFleur was here and, and their families, uh, huge Chippewas and, and, and Rob Sala, who's the defensive coordinator. He was a GA here uh, for the 49ers. And I got, and, and he, was a, he was a GA for us at Michigan state as well. Robert was. Yeah. yeah Robert, Robert yeah. is. Yep. And, and uh, you got Harold Goodwin down in the, uh, he's a associate head, uh, head coach for the Bucks. Uh, Bucks. Joe Dana. I think, I think Joe Dana is down there somewhere, maybe with the, uh, um, I can't remember. He's down down south somewhere. And Tony Dews, the running backs coach for the Titans. Uh, Paul Alexander was the offensive line coach in that first year when we beat Michigan State. He was in the NFL for many years. Um, and there's just tons of other guys that are in really good jobs all over the country that have come through here that I've got a chance to meet. I got a lot of friends, and I don't I don't know near as many people as you do. So <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know, one of the things it was interesting when you talk about those guys that, that are in the national football league and you know, what that does is actually help with our current roster because when it gets down to some of those picks late or whether it's free agent or whatever, you know, a lot of those guys know what kind of players we have and their makeup and their grit and I really think that that's beneficial for all the current guys that are here as well. Yeah, I, there's there's no doubt about it. And, and uh, you know, I was the pro liaison here for many years and got to know a lot of those guys coming through. And, um, and, and they always had great respect for us. I mean, they always looked at our offensive linemen. I mean, they never, you know, would go through and say, hey, you have any linemen? Because we've done pretty well there. Um, maybe not as many as some, but the guys that we – that went in and made it it did pretty well so uh, tell, yeah. tell me tell me a little bit how was that transition when you were kind of going from coach and then started to work in the operations which is I think you were probably the first operations guy in the history of the program uh, yeah yeah from I, that standpoint how, how did that transition go class well, that, that started, you know, with Brian Kelly, you know, and he, he came in from Grand Valley, you know, and he, he hadn't been at this level. And, uh, you know, it, it, he just needed he just needed help um, with taking care of things, getting getting accustomed because he he actually was the offensive coordinator and called the plays and so forth. So he had an extra guy and I still was on. I was still considered as one of the nine at that time. Sure. I just kind of took the bull by the horns there and you know helped with all those transitions and it kind of just morphed into um you know um me being the operations guy when when uh when then when butch came here you know Uh that's we just stayed that way and then same thing with dan and i helped with all all those transitions and and just knowing what's going on you know you gotta you know have somebody that knows what's going on behind the scenes you know right can't let anybody step on any landmines you know what i'm saying (laughs) i know and and believe me your son makes me uh he's he's uh you've you've taught him well because he keeps me out of a lot of trouble that i'd probably get myself into if i didn't know what the heck the ground rules were so um but and and you know kind of a thankless job and yet 
probably you find out you work with all the players more than you did as a position coach. Yep, that's true. A lot of a lot of uh, people sitting across, players sitting across from me in your office talking, and and uh, you know I know Dan Lefevre will say this. I mean, when he came into me and it, that on a on a particular day that I'm going home, and you know we talked him off the ledge, and of course everything worked out for him. He did he did really well, but, and he's he's a fine young guy. So, well, I mean, stuff like that happens all the time. That's so, right. And those are the things people don't see, you know, I mean, those are the yeah. things that, that really make what we do so special. And then, as you mentioned, when you're able to see them, you know, move on and, and whatever career they're in, you know, I, I just loved, you know, we didn't get a chance to do it this year, but seeing you interact with the former players at, at our, at our golf outing, we had that, that's gotta be awful fun for you as well. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that, you know, Hey, you know how it is, coach. They come in, you know, they don't have to like you. Yeah. But with how they come out the other end and, you know, uh, you don't, you know, they come out the other end and then they, they might not have liked you when they came in, when they come out the other end. Wow. Coach, thanks a lot. And then you get to see them, you get to see them and have a beer with them. And it's, it's a blast. I mean, it's a brotherhood. It really is. I mean, if, if, if the politicians could, you know, just, run their stuff like a football program okay <laughs> you know we'd probably be a hell of a lot better off well and, I, it, it is what what you said those relationships you build and then when you're able to see them 5 10 15 20 30 40 years later and and you get those guys that that come in and, and really say you know what now i know what you were talking about <laughs> right i mean I, I i i use this i use this line of recruiting forever I would get a 18 year old kid, talk to him, say, look, do you remember when you were 14? They go, of course. I said, you will change more. I said, are you different? Oh yeah, I'm way different. I said, you're going to change more from 18 to 23 than you did from 14 to 18. And you get on campus, you probably haven't met your best friend. Okay. (laughs) And at least a couple of those guys are going to be in your wedding. That's right. And, and, uh, that, that's how I, I said that all the time to him, and it, it it works out that way quite a bit. So. Now it is. Well, Plaz, I got to tell you, man, this was awesome, and uh, I really appreciate that. And and like I said, I I think I think Adam, we we went up, uh, you know, his his wonderful wife, that's actually uh, part of an organization that that my wife is in PEO, and and uh, yeah. you know, his his. Uh, his his daughter-in-law obviously and ben and and his granddaughter i think you know we just raised our our listenership to about 17 on this podcast <laughs> just by having plaz on what do big you day. think of that, adam oh uh, that's yeah. a big day i'm telling you what i think we're blowing these numbers out of the <laughs> out of the charts right now so <laughs> oh plaz yeah. i just want to say thanks man and and yeah. more than anything i want to say you know, thanks for all you do and what you did, and, and more so. I don't think people realize. Uh, you know, we we went through some tough times here, obviously, as everybody has. Uh, but as a program, uh, Plaz really helped us uh, rally some of the troops and and got together and, and raised some money uh, for our kids to eat this summer. And and I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. I just I just want to personally say thanks for that, no, Plaz. No, appreciate it. 
really yeah. appreciate that. So. All right, buddy. Well, thanks, and you have a great day. And All now right. You can go, now you can go ahead, get out of your pajamas, brush your okay. teeth, and go get something done today. You got me? All right. Thanks, Coach. All right, buddy. Be good. Bye. Bye. A lot of legendary stuff seen by Plaz Presnell when it comes to Central Michigan football. A guy has been around for a long time, and he retired back in January of 2014, but Coach still staying around the program, like you mentioned, checking in on practices and, you know, obviously catching up with Ben, who's now a part of your staff. So the Presnells, they have been longstanding, a big part of Central Michigan football. No, no doubt. And, and uh, you know, i got to say this, too, having a conduit to former players like Plaz, you know, and anything, anytime we need anything, he's the first one there to help and, and like I said at the end there, um, you know, rallied some of the troops and, and raised some money for us. So we were able to actually have a summer program. And, and I'm so grateful for that. But it but it goes back to, you know, really the wonderful people that are involved with the Chippewas and, and how much they care. Yeah, and you could really hear that from, from him talking, the passion that he still has and has had for Central Michigan I think you need to tell Ben he's got to step up his game a little bit. I know he's your director of football ops, but, you know, can he coach a couple position groups too like his dad was doing at the same time? No. Okay, that that's <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, he, he can coach a golf swing. That's about what Ben can do. <laughs> a flat-out no. There's no wiggle room there for Coach <laughs> Mack on Ben. <laughs> Well, that's uh, uh, that's pretty funny, but I mean Ben does a tremendous job, and, and very happy that Plaz could come on and join us. And coach, this is 14 in the books. Next week will be 15, and uh, next week you flip the calendar. August will have arrived the next time we show up yeah. for this podcast. So very exciting times. Again, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but training camp officially begins next Friday for you guys. Yeah, it does, and we'll be able to kind of get into depth what that looks like, uh, you know, for for the people, and and uh, you know, have our plans all set. You know, you've got to with this, you you just never know. Every day is different, and yet, but also, what kind of makes it fun is, uh, you know, trying to figure out the best ways to help your kids be successful, and and at the same time, take care of their health and safety along the way. So, um, we're looking forward to it. And uh, like I said, um, can't wait for next week. Yeah, certainly going to be fun. Excited to get into some football and training camp, getting started. That's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you join us again next week. Coach, I'm going to put you on the spot here. The Tigers are in the midst right now as we record this of a four-game series with the Royals. Now they split the uh -huh. first two games. What do you think is going to happen the last two? Are they going to find a way to win this series before they uh, get done with these four against the Royals? Well, so, you know, just just watching them, I, I think, you know, you know, like you said, you know, some comeback wins, you know, I think so important in the game of sports, you know, in any game that you're playing is, you know, it 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 doesn't matter. Just go out and win that play, win that pitch, win that whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, what? I, I, I like our chances, you know, we're one game back. We're in it. I think so too, and looking forward to that first series against the Indians when it comes up. Those are those are the the guys that the Tigers and the the rest of the AL Central they're chasing right now. But certainly enjoy the Tigers baseball and.
Coach, we look forward to enjoying the opening week of training camp as you guys get going next week, and can't wait to talk about that with you and uh, get on to the next episode as we continue on the Coach Mac podcast train, just chugging along. You know what we might do with one of these is maybe uh, sometime maybe take it out to practice. Yeah. And and have you kind of talk a little bit about what's going on and and, uh, maybe visit between some of the breaks and maybe let people have an inside look, uh, you know, through the podcast as to what a practice looks like. I think that'd be fun. I think maybe we could we could have on a couple of the assistants too, and in, in between, depending yep. on who's got breaks throughout, that'd be a ton of fun. Yeah, I think put your mind to that while you're calling that lemonade leaf. Oh, Chippewa football is always on my <laughs> mind, Coach. That that never takes a back seat to me. <laughs> All right, uh, that's awesome, Adam. I appreciate you, man. Yep. Thanks. Thanks again, Coach. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we can get in the works. But uh, no doubt, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next time. All right. You be good, bud. Thanks.